The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. I was saying there's so many subject matters we could touch on to <laughs> happening in the Middle East right now, but only three we can uh, look at uh, every afternoon. Joining us now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Good afternoon. A pleasure to be there. Right, so let's get going. This major exchange of fire in Nablus, what's going on here? Well, we have seen uh, significant clashes in Nablus, which is also known as Shrem, uh, throughout the day. Palestinian Health Ministry reporting 10 killed and at least 102 hurt in clashes between Palestinian gunmen and Israeli forces. Now, we do have the names of those Palestinians that have been killed and they are reported to be the leaders from Palestinian Islamic Jihad as well as other terror groups in the area. Now this follows the IDF coming into the area and surrounding a building with the aim of arresting uh, two Palestinians who are believed to be responsible for the murder of Staff Sergeant Ido Baruch who was killed last year uh, and uh, as well as being responsible for other terror activity. So we are seeing um, heavy exchanges of fire still ongoing. Uh, We've heard from Hamas because they will never pass up an opportunity to uh, be heard, but this uh, military spokesperson Abu Obeda has warned that uh, their factions in the Gaza Strip are losing patience. So, uh, you know, this could mean any eventuality if uh, Hamas start threatening us. Something I was looking at earlier on, Rolene, um, thousands of right-wing Israeli activists which flocked yesterday, rather not yesterday, rather today to various sites across the West Bank in an effort to establish six new illegal outposts in the territory. Could that have anything to do with this agitation? Uh, not this particular issue, but it certainly won't help. Uh, you know, the, the, the problem is, is that the issue of settlement, however you want to look uh, at it, and it's a very, very complicated issue because the West Bank is divided sure. into areas A, B, A, A and C, and, uh, you know, there are certain parts of the West Bank that are under Palestinian sovereignty, uh, some under joint jurisdiction and some under the IDF jurisdiction. But, um, there has been a promise made by the coalition government to the United States that Israel will not recognize any more settlements this year, will not uh, do any more settlement expansion. So it certainly won't help with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, they do feel emboldened by some of the more extreme elements within the coalition government. Um, so that won't help. But with regards to the exchanges of fire, this is specifically around the the murder of Staff Sergeant Ido Baruch and the attempts to um, arrest those responsible for it. Let's move on to what we were discussing yesterday. Uh, looking forward to this, more judicial overall updates. What has transpired since yesterday? 
Well, a major update today, and that is that the coalition government have advanced the bill that would possibly see Arya Derry return to the cabinet, which is in absolute defiance of last month's high court ruling. So this was the preliminary reading that went through today, and this blocks the Supreme Court intervening in the appointment of any ministers, and it is called the Derry 2.0 law. Now, last month, the High Court found that uh, he was unreasonable in the extreme, and this is passed to this is due to past offences and, and criminal convictions that um, Arya Derry has. He had dual appointments as both the Health and Interior Minister, and uh, many across the country. Um, supported the High Court ruling. Now, this preliminary reading has gone forward today, which could see him reinstated to the Cabinet. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is not going to go down well with the opposition and many Israelis who don't want him to serve in the government because of his criminal conviction. And uh, I would hazard a guess, uh, I I would be very curious to be a fly on the wall in Likud headquarters because there is a lot of division going on right now with some of the issues going forward, uh, some with regards to the clauses within the judicial overhaul. Uh, there were a lot of unhappy Likud MKs that key positions were given to people like Derry, like people mm-hmm. in the Otsma Yehudi faction, when um, many in the Kud felt they should have been given to the Kud, seeing that was the um, uh, the most victorious party. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how Netanyahu balances all of this moving forward because he's got to keep his coalition intact. He's also got to uh, placate his party who are growing increasingly uh, unimpressed with uh, some of the activity. We've heard more and more Likudniks coming out against the proposed judicial overhaul over the last couple of days. So a very delicate tightrope that the Prime Minister is um, balancing which could explain why last night he said that he wants to go towards negotiations. However, the leader of the opposition, Yair Lapid, has said uh, he's happy to go to the negotiations once this legislation stops. He wants there to be a pause. Uh, He supports President Herzog's plan as does the uh, Jewish federations of North America. Very, very unusual of them to to release a statement and uh, and open letters to both uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and leader of the opposition, Lapid, saying they are concerned with too many changes to Israel's rule of governance. They respect that governance in uh, everybody's countries happens differently, but too many drastic changes to Israel's democracy is not going to bode well for the country and that they support President Herzog's five-point plan uh, um, uh, erring on the side of caution. And just to reiterate, the President recognized that there does need to be reforms for how judges are chosen and to the diversity of judges that should be present in the High Court. 
But the big, big issue that many have, and we've seen it demonstrated today, is the issue of the override clause. Well, Rolina, from what you've just outlined now, it sounds like a really, you know, well-defined uh, political juggling act. Uh, let's see how that transpires within the next couple of days. Very quickly, this 4.2 quake felt in Israel. Now, that was this morning, I presume. Has there also been uh, a series of tremors since then? There hasn't been since this morning, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I have to admit I'm getting a bit nervous with the amount of tremors that mm -hmm. we are, are feeling here. Of course, we cannot detract and we cannot forget the uh, horrific quake that took place just two weeks ago on the border of Turkey and Syria, measuring, um, I think it was over eight on the Richter scale, 47,000 people 7. dead. 7.6 uh, or something like that, if I recall. 7.8, yeah. But anyway. Something like that's yeah. still uh, insanely high. Yesterday, one measuring 6.3, six people killed, 300 injured, and now just off the coast of the Mediterranean, one okay. measuring 4.2. And the tremors felt in Israel, including here in Modi Inn. I mean, it was just um, very, very strange. I was actually in my car at the time. And uh, got a text from somebody literally not even a kilometer away from me saying, did you feel that? Wow. Uh, so okay. a little bit nervous here. Must, sure. uh, must be There's honest. Those ominous rumblings, you could say. Line. Right. <laughs> those ominous rumblings, you could say. So this was, uh, I take it just very quickly. This is northern Israel on the, the west coast, as you say, uh, on the, of the Mediterranean. Was it the northern part of the country? I don't have a, an exact destination. We just got that it's okay. off the coast, off the, the Mediterranean coast. Okay. Rolene, we're going to leave it at that. As always, a pleasure chatting to you. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a great evening. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us an update on what is going on in the Middle East right now.